This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Right now, we welcome in Taylor Mathis for hottest picks in the game. Of course, you could check her out. Uh, Superbook Sports. Uh, check her out, TMath, uh, on um, Twitter and Instagram. Taylor, how are you ahead of this wild card weekend? I am doing good. I'm very excited for this weekend. We have a lot of really good games ahead for Wild Card Weekend. At TMAT Sports on both Twitter and Instagram. And, you know, we, to me, Taylor, I've been saying this. I don't know about you, and I don't know if you're a big college basketball fan or not or what other weekend you would get up for, but these are the best weekends in sports as far as I'm concerned. The Wild Card Weekend where you got the six games and the divisional round next weekend as well. Totally. I completely agree. That's why I'm like this weekend. It's so exciting to see teams play for all the marbles, too. Every single game matters to get to the next round. Is there a difference, Taylor, when you're looking at picks or props in the postseason, or do you just treat it like regular season as well? For the most part, I treat it like the regular season as well, except for week 18, because we know it was much harder to cap due to the fact that a lot of teams sat players and certain teams didn't have to. So that is something to look at when you're in week 18. But other than that, I pretty much keep it like the regular season. I mean, unless you're looking at Kirk Cousins. I, <laughs> when he's in the spotlight, you know, things are always different with him. So that Vikings-Giants game should be an interesting one. By the way, we'll get into Dak and your Cowboys in a little bit. But again, you nailed it. Dak, I mean, he's good for an interception. It's guaranteed. That's been a winner. How many weeks in a row have you won that one? Seven. Seven weeks in a row. It just doesn't stop. I'm, of course, on that for this week, too. How can you not be? I think you're right. You have to keep rolling with it until it doesn't hit. And then before we get into some of the picks here, Taylor, we're talking with Taylor Mathis, of course, hottest picks in the game, at Math Sports on Twitter and Instagram. Do you think there's a little bit of a letdown in the weekend because of no Tua and no Lamar Jackson? Mm, Definitely. Those are two games where, honestly, I don't exactly have picks in them per se yet because of everything going on with the quarterback situation. I really just like laying the points with both of the home teams there because it very much looks like that team is going to go to the Bills and the other game is going to go to the Bengals. I would be... So surprised if that changed. It is a little disappointing for the Dolphins, especially because they started out the season so strong with Tua under center. Now every other week, it's a mystery on who they have starting at quarterback. And the Ravens, ugh, don't get me started there. I think there is something deeply going on in Baltimore because why have they not signed Lamar Jackson to something? 
makes me think that this franchise does not completely believe in him as the franchise quarterback. Yeah, I think you might be on to something there. All right, Taylor, let's get right into it. Seahawks, Niners, first game of the weekend, 4.30 Eastern time on Saturday. What do you like between the Niners and the Seahawks? This one should be fun. These two teams are obviously very familiar with each other in the NFC West. The Seahawks at the 49ers, San Francisco, nine-and-a-half-point favorites. I give all the credit in the world to Seahawks quarterback Geno Smith for getting this team to the point that they're at. No one would have predicted that Seattle would have been here after trading away Russell Wilson. Or Seahawks have done it. Despite all of that and Smith finishing in the top 10 passing categories for most things in the NFL, I'm fading him a little bit this weekend going Smith under 230 and a half passing. He's hit this under in three straight games, averaging 222 through the air in his last five. Against SF, he's gone 50-50 on this prop this season. But this is a game where everything is on the line, and the Niner game is going to show up. They have the fourth-best secondary in the league. They're coming to play. Smith averages 220 yards against top-ten secondaries. So I'll take the under on Geno Smith, 230-and-a-half passing. How do you feel? I mean, I just get the sense from the way that you uh, explain why you're picking the under with Geno right there. You feel like the Niners are ready to just roll Seattle in this one? I'm not asking you to put your you know name on the line as far as the pick goes, but your gut feel for the way the game goes, you feel like the Niners are going to roll them, or you think the Seahawks could be somewhat competitive in this game? Oh, I actually, an interesting little fact, there's 12 starting quarterbacks this week in the NFL wildcard weekend. Possibly seven of them are making their playoff debuts. Hmm. One of the only guys that I trust there is going to be Brock Purdy. I mean, the uh, 49ers have yet to lose under Purdy when he's under center. And he's got a nearly a 70% completion rating when he's at home. He's just excellent where it matters most to in the red zone. He has 13 TDs in just seven games. Plus, Purdy's already beat the Seahawks once this season. He has a very talented core, which really helps propel the offense, and he has the number one defense in the NFL to back him up as well. I think that's why I really just like SF this weekend. I think San Francisco really has this one in the bag. I wouldn't even be afraid to lay the nine and a half points with the 49ers as well. I think they just come out and get things done, take care of business. Now, do you do, because sometimes, Taylor, and maybe this is just my betting style, I love, I'm a sucker for parlays or even teasers, and I like grouping the standalone games together. Like on a Sunday at 1 when there's a bunch of different games going on or 4 o'clock, it's a little different. But when you have the standalone games, like we had last Saturday, obviously, um, with the Chiefs and Raiders, and then the night game with the Titans and Jaguars, you have that, obviously, all weekend this weekend. Will you play group plays at all in that fashion, whether it's a parlay or a teaser with the standalone games, or are you just still individual game-based, that's it for you? I am definitely an individual-based kind of girl. Parlays are just sticky, and that is how you get in trouble with betting. <laughs> so advising safe betting, staying away from parlays, you're going to keep your money more by straight betting. If you want to get fun and do something little, I will occasionally, very occasionally, put together a parlay maybe of all of the games and just pick money line outright winners. Put a dollar, put $2 on it, see how it goes for fun. But I really do try to stick to straight bets because it's just the safer route to go. 
more likely to keep your units and not go crazy <laughs> and get in the red. Yeah, and I have a problem with the parlays. That's why I'm all over the place. I'm a psychopath. I can't help it. You can't I, help it. I love the lower risk, high reward. So I'd rather parlay games together. And it just, I don't, I don't know. It's just always been a thing of mine. I know it's a sucker bet. My uncles told me at a young age, don't ever do a teaser and, you know, whatever. Parlays are impossible. But it's what right. I like to do. I don't know. It's just me. How about because it makes it more fun? Yeah. It really does. But if you want to be safe, I play it safe. I guess I'm a, I'm not a very much of a risk taker here with the bets. I go with the straight bets. Practice safe wagering, no question about it. All right, Taylor. What about the Saturday night game? You got the Jaguars at home, coming off their big win last Saturday against the Titans. They're taking on Justin Herbert and the Chargers. What do you like here? Maybe I am putting too much faith in the Jags and Trevor Lawrence, but I like them to upset the Chargers. I'm taking the Jags on the money line to upset Justin Herbert and the Chargers. I don't think I'm the only one on this play. Lawrence has just played like the overall number one draft pick that we knew there was a reason he got taken for. He's got 4,118 passing yards this season, 25 touchdowns. Both of those are top 10 in the NFL. Lawrence and the Jags have won five straight seven of their last 10. Lawrence, already handed, Lawrence has already handed it to the Jags earlier this season, 38-10. to 10. 23-year-old Lawrence, he plays fearless. He's a competitor. He's going to make you defend every single inch of that field. And the improvements head coach Jock Peterson has made with Lawrence in just one season is something to watch, regardless of the fact if they do end up losing to the Chargers what Trevor Lawrence and the Jags have been able to do in one season of a turnaround is something to watch. I'm sticking with the momentum that the Jags have. I like them as my dog to upset the Chargers this week. And if the Chargers do lose, I think Brandon Staley is out. Wow. You think they're going to fire him, huh? I do. I feel like their biggest problem going into the offseason was their defense. They go out, they get Khalil Mack from Chicago to try to make things better, and you have the worst run defense in the league. There just hasn't been very many improvements in the way their record has looked for two seasons now consecutively with the talented core they have around them. The record just doesn't correlate very well. I think Staley needs to win this wild card game in order to stay on with L.A. If he doesn't, I'd be worried for him that he's out on Black Monday. Yeah, I don't think he's a great head coach. I don't love him, but that is a little surprising to hear you say that. I mean, look, they were a young team in the postseason, and, you know, if they do lose, I could see maybe they think if they could get, like, Sean Payton, whatever in there, uh, you know, a bona fide stud head coach to pair with their quarterback. But that would be a little surprising to me. Uh, after the result of that game, if the Chargers go out and then Staley gets fired. All right, so there you have it for the Saturday games. And one quick thing, Taylor, before we move on to Sunday, do you, this is one quirky thing that I do, and I know it's stupid, and you could tell me I'm an idiot for doing this, but it's just me in my head. If, like, the first game goes to the home team or the favorite, I Mm -hmm. look at the second game a little differently. Maybe not just the first two games, but then overall – Like, all the home teams aren't going to win. All the favorites aren't going to cover. Is there anything to that logic? (laughs) I personally still just look at the games individually, but I do completely agree in Wild Card Weekend. Don't just take all the favorites outright. If that would be the case and they all win, that would be very shocking. There's going to be an upset somewhere in there. I think particularly for me, I think I see it neither – 
Chargers, Jags, and I like a possible upset in Vikings, Giants as well. And the whole public, of course, is on the Bucks to beat the Cowboys. I'm not sitting with them there, but the Bucks are definitely the public dog of the week. Yeah, all right, interesting. I just, I always look at it. I know it's weird, but with the standalone games, like, oh well, two of the ho- two of the home favorites already covered. At some point, you're going to see an upset, so maybe I go the other way. Buffalo, Miami, you mentioned it. Um, it's really not even, you know, this is probably the worst game on the board because of Miami's quarterback situation. It's a shame, but it is what it is there. You mentioned the Giants and the Cow- and the uh, Vikings. As you know, Taylor, that's the game that we're focused on here in New York the most. Giants' first postseason appearance in years. Nice to see them back in the playoffs. And the feel around here is that the Giants, because they com- were competitive in Minnesota on Christmas Eve week 16, that the Giants are going to win. I think immediately after that game, they were everybody was saying, oh, if the Giants see Minnesota again, they're going to win. What's your feel here, Vikings and the Giants? Mm, I'm agreeing with New York a little bit. I don't know if I'm brave enough to take the Giants on the money line. I'm going to take the three points with New York, though. Minnesota's only getting that standard three-point home field advantage. And like you said, people are just really questioning if this Vikings team can even get a win in the playoffs. And one thing we know, when Minnesota does get wins, it comes in a dramatic fashion every single time. When they lose, it's a complete blowout. If I were going to take the Vikings, I think you should buy the points down to two and a half. I rarely ever buy points, but that's a case where if you like the Vikings, I think that you should do that. I'm more on a prop, though, on the Vikings side. Justin Jefferson over 91 and a half receiving. He's hit this over 69% of the time this season, averaging 106 yards through his last 10 games. And Jefferson's had plenty of rest. He's only seen a total of 10 targets over the last two weeks. He just gets better and better every season, which is very hard to do in the NFL. His ability to not crack under pressure. He's an elite route runner. He's the best receiver against press coverage and top three against man. He really elevates the Vikings offense and quarterback Kirk Cousins. Jefferson's already faced New York once, too, on Christmas Eve. He had 133 yards. I'm interested to see if this Giants 31st-ranked secondary will be able to step up against him and limit him a bit this game. I suspect he's going to have a giant game, though, so I'll go with Jefferson over 91.5 receiving. Can I ask you, Taylor, what the hell happened to Justin Jefferson in the fantasy championship? Uh, I couldn't tell you. How does that happen? I was unlucky enough. I'm thinking it's because, you know, they thought they would sit and rest him. They didn't really need to have him playing as much. I had Cooper Cup, so I got I got screwed way earlier than that on my receivers. I had nobody that I could really pick up to fill in those gaps. So I knew I was out of the championship, unfortunately, a few weeks ago with that. Yeah, I mean, just the fact that Jefferson, a guy like that that you're talking about, best receiver in the game and all this, the fact that he could disappear when fantasy fans need him the most, that was surprising. Um, and what is the right. public on in that game, Giants and Vikings? You have the numbers on that? I'm curious. If um, could... I believe things are relatively 50-50. I'm going to pull them up just to see what we're on. I believe they're pretty 50-50, though. It just the feel, like yeah, the feel here. The Giants. On the spread, 54% of the money is on the Giants, 46 on the Vikings. Overall, on the money line, Vikings are getting majority of the money, 58% to 42% on the Giants. So it's relatively even split. Hmm. Okay, I just get the feel around here that everybody's picking the Giants, and usually when that happens, I like to go the other way. So I was just curious if you had the exact numbers. you have any feel? I mean, we touched on it a little bit earlier on the Sunday night game. 
Bengals at home taking on the Ravens. I know you mentioned there's uh, maybe more going on with the Ravens organization, but is there any way the Ravens could keep this game close in your opinion? Well, I don't think so. Unfortunately for Ravens fans, and like I said, I think there's a deeper issue going on in Baltimore right now. How do you not sign Lamar Jackson to a deal right now and you're going to allow one of these young guys' backups to start in a playoff game for you against the Bengals instead of him? It just leaves me scratching my head, making me think that there is something going on between the organization and Jackson that's not sitting right with people. I don't think he's going to be around next season at this rate. I would be very shocked if he is. Something's not right. They don't agree in some way, shape, or form. The Bengals have won eight straight. And actually, Joe Burrow has led the Bengals to 11 consecutive wins through two seasons in December and January. I think he just rolls along with that. He didn't have the best outing last week, uh, but I think we will see him do a better job. Burrow spoke to how he wished he would have done a better job last week. I think that they hand it to the Baltimore Ravens, and the spread just keeps getting larger and larger for a reason. So it makes what, me what is it now? Worried. 12 this or something? It was up to 13 points, I believe, the last time I checked. Wow. So it's not looking too good. Uh, I guess it's actually at nine and a half. So yeah. it started at six and a half. We're up to nine and a half. Yeah, so, I, saw, I saw it keep going up as well. Yeah, that is yeah. A, all right, so, and you get a couple of big spreads uh, with these games, again, with the backup quarterbacks. All right, how about your Cowboys, Taylor? Monday night, Dallas coming off of an ugly week in Washington, going to take on Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Bucks. Just what's your feel? If you don't have a specific play for this game, that's fine. What's your feel about your Cowboys in this game? Well, Sal, you know I'm very superstitious, so <laughs> I'm nervous about this game. And like I said, the Bucks are clearly on I mean, the public is clearly on the Bucks as the dog of the week. I mean, why wouldn't they be? I understand it. Tom Brady has never lost to the Cowboys, and it's Tom Brady, too. There's always the Tom Brady magic. Anything can happen. I hope I'm not being biased as a Dallas fan, but I think this is the first time that Dallas gets it done against Tom Brady, and I think I would lay the two-and-a-half points with the boys. They're 7-1 and one against the spread after a loss. And the difference maker is the Dallas defense. Their first in turnovers in the league with 33. Their third ranked in sacks. I would take Micah Parsons to record a sack. We all know how powerful he is off the edge. I think that's a great bet to take. He has six games this season where he had at least two, I think, in a game where he's extremely fired up. He's going to try to get to Brady. And Dallas, I you know, they can still put up points. They put up the second most points in the league. Of course, I am going to suggest for everybody to take Dak Prescott to throw an interception this week. It is inevitable. I already said it earlier, seven straight games, 15 on the season. That's a league high right now. Regardless of my nerves, I think for the first time, Dallas is going to get it done. They are the better team. I'm biting my nails saying that, but I do think they get the win here in Tampa I also think if they don't, another coach that's out is Mike McCarthy. Wow. He's getting, the boot. He's getting the boot, or at least he should. If I were Jerry Jones, I would be firing Mike McCarthy. I was never wild about it as a Cowboys fan in the per- first place. The best aspect of that Cowboys team is the defense. I think you bring in Dan Quinn, defensive coordinator, as the new head coach. He knows how to operate that team. He knows these players. Be a smooth transition. I know everybody's calling for Sean Payton. I'm not about it. I've said Dan Quinn from the start. So if we don't get round one done, 
I like Dan Quinn as the new head coach of the Dallas Cowboys. One thing I will say, Taylor, and I'm assuming you don't know this about me yet, I despise Dan Quinn. You have to remember, I'm a Falcons fan. And okay. Dan, well, I mean, Dan Quinn blew that 28-3 to Super Bowl lead in the third quarter. I'll never forgive him for that. He broke my heart. He didn't even break my heart. He, he stabbed me. I'll never I forgive him. I, hey, I get it. I look at Dan Quinn as a hero right now on the Cowboys because he's really done so much with that offense to turn things around for us. I've got nothing but high praises to sing for him. Is the public, I know you said it, the, the numbers back it up, the public's on Tampa? Yes, the public's on Tampa on the spread and on the money line. Only underdog to have both the spread and the money line this week. So yeah. Everybody has faith in Tom Brady. I'm with you, then. I'm going Dallas. All right, last one for you, Taylor. And we, of course, appreciate your time again, giving us the hottest picks in the game at TMath Sports on Instagram and Twitter. What's this weekend looking like for you? I talk about it all the time. I know like it's so special these weekends, whether you go out to a bar, whether you're home, whether you have people over. What are your plans? What's it looking like? How are you going to uh, consume these games here all weekend? Oh, I haven't even really thought about it. Saturday, I am having a bunch of girls over for a night, which the games will probably be over by, we, by the time we do this anyway, for a brunch is dinner little fun event. We're doing a secret Santa since we didn't get to it during the regular holidays because people were with family. So I'm doing that Saturday. It's a little bit different. If the games are still on at that point, I will have the games on here. But I'll most likely watch them during the day at home. Sunday, probably a little bit different. Maybe I will go out to a bar here in Scottsdale, watch the games there, try to make it a little more fun. But I'm doing dry January. So I'm trying to stay away from the bar scene and drinks and alcohol as much as possible. Oh, uh, all right. I got you. So, yeah, I mean, uh, I'm not necessarily doing a dry January, but I don't drink that much. I mean, look, I'm an old man at this particular point. But I do. With these games, it's it's fun. It's special. I'm, I'm tempted to go to a bar Sunday. Exactly. Yeah, I want to go to a bar Sunday and watch these games. Saturday will be, you know, I'll be at home with my wife and kids. So we got to, you know, figure out. I can't do both days the way that I would if I were young and single like yourself, Taylor. So one of them I have to give up to the family and kind of have an eye on the games. Sunday, though, may be a me day. And I'll go out and party. And I forget that you're on the West Coast, so you have the you know the, the game start earlier out there for you, right? Very early. Sometimes I am like, "Whew!" I peel open my eyeballs, and the games are already on. I'm like, flip on the TV, and here we go. And then your Cowboys game, because you're a fan, do you need to watch that like Home Alone, or you go out for oh. that? Oof. I definitely watch Cowboys games home. Sitting on my couch, I've got to be focused, I've got to be in the game, and I've got to be ready to be on my family's uh, group thread text, too. <laughs> because we're all shooting texts back and forth of what we think's going on and what the team should be changing. Because, you know, we're all the head coach of the Dallas Cowboys when they're playing, so... Definitely tuned in for that one on my own. I have to see every play and what's happening. Right. Mom sends a text. Do, uh, t- sends a text. Do, do, do. Dak interception again. And then Taylor responds, I told you so, Mom. Yep. Every time we talk about it, I call him the uh, pick Prescott, the pick machine <laughs> right now. It's just it's inevitable. It's going to happen. Thank you so much, Taylor. Enjoy Wild Card Weekend. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you. Thanks, Sal. Taylor Mathis, hottest picks in the game, at TMath Sports, both on Twitter and Instagram. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. 
And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 